Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. The last few weeks' numbers have increased. I know you guys are sharing it out there. Everyone's listening and sharing the gospel, and it's it's really cool to see the numbers move up. This week's message is we're continuing in Revelations with chapter 17. And we have chapter 18 to go. We've got to go back and pick up chapter 5, which Reverend Jackson should have for me uh, next time I, I go get the disc. Music is the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir singing, My house is full, but my field is empty.
This is Reverend Jackson at uh, Real Good, Louisiana, First Faith Baptist Church. I'm going to record some more in the book of Revelation. I'm going to start in chapter 17. I'm going to read several verses of Scripture, and then as I read them, I'm going to give you some notes on it to help you to understand it. And Father, I'd ask that you might open my heart and my mind that uh, whoever listens to this Scriptures might comprehend the Word of God. They're lost that they might be saved. If they're backslidden, they might get back right with you in church. Now, that's just my best. Be my voice, my help. Give me about an hour to work on this. And I'll thank you for it. In Jesus' sweet name, I ask this. Amen. Now, in the book of Revelation, chapter 17, verse 1, it says, And there came one of the seven angels which had seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither. I was showing to thee the judgment of the great hole that set it upon many waters, underlying that great hole, with whom the king of the earth had committed fornication in the inhabitants of the earth. Underlying the verse 2, the last part of it, had been made drunk with the wine of fornication. It's talking about spiritual adultery. It's talking about idol worship. Put a little note right beside that verse of scripture, too. Verse 3 says, So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman, Antichrist, Rome, set upon the throne, scarlet colored beast, full of names and blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Put right beside that verse, the Antichrist, Rome. And the woman was raised in purple and scarlet colored Rome, right beside that verse, and decked with gold and precious stone and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abomination and filthiness of her fornication, on the line full of abomination and filthiness of her fornication, and filthiness that put false religions. Verse 5, and up on her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the Mother of Orleans, the Abomination of the Earth. And verse 6, on the line, the first part of it, I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration of martyrs, the killing saints. They was killing saints. Verse 1, verse chapter 17, is the destruction of Babylon. The Babylon mentioned in chapter 17 represents all forms of false religion. In the Bible, plain false to God. In religion is what we call spiritual adultery. Just as a woman played false to her husband. James chapter 4 verse 4. Ezekiel chapter 23 verse 3. And verse 43. Hosea chapter 2 verse 5 through 8. Hosea 4 verse 12 and 15. So this woman represents a state religion supported by the Antichrist. A bad woman in the Bible is a symbol of false religion most of the time. This woman is the anti-bride. All of the true saved are the bride of Christ. She is called a whore because she is guilty of spiritual adultery. The word whore in the verse means harlot or prostitute. It is associated with the selling of one's purity. There's nothing better than a good woman and nothing worse than a bad woman. Applied spiritually, 
There's nothing better than being a part of the bride of Christ, but there's nothing worse than being a of a false religion. She's sitting on many waters, verse 15. Explains that these waters are nations and peoples and tongues. In other words, she is universal. She covers the earth, whoever she is. This woman is Rome. Verse 2, she is guilty of fornication with the kings of the earth. This religion, hence, is a state religion, not believing in separation of church and state. You will notice that, the, that this religion is a religion of loose morals. Some religions on earth today are hotbeds of immorality. She is the mother of ever Islam and false religion that has been since Cain. When and where did the mother of harlots begin? In the 10th and 11th chapter of Genesis, the king of Nimrod, the grandson of Ham, was Babylon. Babylon. It was in that land of Shinar, where the first world dictator established the world's first religion, center, religious center. The dictator's name was Nimrod. Bible history tells us that Nimrod was a mighty organizer. He enslaved the people and made them work for him for more. Bread. History goes further to say that Nimrod made a great statue of his wife, Seminus. Let me spell it for you. S-E-M-I-A-R-M-I-S. Might be pronounced it wrong, you forgive me. And set it up in the capital of his emperor. That capital was Babylon, or our word Babylon. The word Babylon means gate to God not the true God of heaven and earth, but Nimrod, the image God. This was no doubt the beginning of image worship. God stopped the city, stopped the building of the tower, scattered the people to the four corners of the earth, and brought about a confusion of tongues. But the people did not forget the idol worship. Nimrod had taught them by actually recording fact more than two-thirds of earth's population today are. Worshippers of idols, the spirit of Nimrod and Babylon is still living. It would include black magic, demon contact, witchcraft, astrology, sorcery, and idol worship. Verse 3, this woman sitting on the beast, it is the Antichrist and the revived Roman Empire. Thus the Antichrist himself will be a world ruler, and he is carrying upon his back a great heart. It, representing a world false religion. This woman did not believe in separation of church and state. Verse 4, this woman is wealth that this religion can afford purple, scarlet, gold, precious stones, pearls. She can have the prettiest buildings and beautiful furnishings. Consider all the property owned by the Pope and the Roman Church, all the great cathedrals, all the paintings, culture, and treasures of art, all the schools and hospitals, monasteries, and convents, all the priceless treasures in the Vatican State, the home of the Pope, abomination of earth, the worship of sun, moon, trees, snakes, and cows, the mother of harlots. Verse 5, the Roman Catholic Church is the mother of most great denominations 
A child is one who comes from the body of his mother. A child usually favors his mother. Hence, the children of Catholicism, even though they have left, their mothers still have several attributes of the lady herself, such as sprinkling, having centralized denomination leaders, baptizing babies. These all come from Roman Catholicism. Even today, the National Council of Churches, the Federal Council of Churches, and the World Council of Churches are trying to build a Tower of Babylon. Someday there will simply be, once again, the Federation all in one body, Babylon, and Bible believers, one world church, apostolic religion. This is what's coming. In verse 6, And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And, the, uh, and when I saw her, I wanted with great admiration. Verse 6 says that you will notice that this religion is also guilty of murder, cold-blooded murder. She kills the saints through the centuries. Roman Catholicism has been killing the true believers when she could get by with it. First, she takes over a state or government. Then she forces herself as a state religion and persecutes others. Verse 7, And the angel said unto me, Wherefore did thou marvel? And I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carried her, which had the seven heads and ten horns. The mystery of the woman and the beast is expounding on here. Verse 8, you need to underline it. The beast that thou saw it was and is not, and shall it sin out of the bottomless pit and go into prediction, and they shall dwell on the earth, shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of the lambs from the foundation of the world. When they behold the beast that was and is not, and yet is. You put right beside that verse of Scripture, Verse 8, hail. Verse 9, and here is the mind which had wisdom with seven heads, or seven mountains on which the woman set it. You need to underline in verse 9, the seven heads, or seven mountains on which the woman set it. That's Rome right beside that verse. Scripture put Rome. And there are seven kings. Five are fallen, one is, the other is not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue short space as the Antichrist. Seven kings are seven forms of government. Put right beside that verse 10. Verse 11, and the beast that was, is not, even he is the eighth, and he is of the seventh, and go into perdition. And perdition on the line, that's talking about hell. It's on perdition. So verse 8, the beast is the Antichrist mentioned in Revelation 13, you would notice that he was, and is not, and yet shall be. Consequently, the Antichrist must be one who has lived, but was dead at John's time, but would be resurrected later on. The beast of the Antichrist is the one who heads up to revive Roman Empire. This is the devil of Satan incarnate, and is called the beast. He's going to have a second coming judge like Jesus Christ. We'll have a second come. He is Judas as carried down in the bottomless pit. He is the 
angel of the bombless spirit. He is a devil, not a human being. He is the Antichrist. In tribulation, the devil incarnate, the son of prediction. Verse 9 tells us that the seven heads represent seven mountains, on which the woman says, This certainly fits the same hill city, the seven hill city of Rome. The city of Rome has long been known as the city of seven hills. Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Metro Persia, and Greece. Verse 10, there are seven kings, five already fallen, one was living in John's time, another was to come after John's time. These seven kings mean different forms of government of the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire had five forms of government before John's day, one during John's day, one after John's day. This total seven, there is one to follow. The revived Roman Empire under the beast. One is Julius Caesar, Tiberius number two, Claudius number three, Nimrod number four, Vivus Kick. Verse eleven, the beast is verse eleven is the same Antichrist mentioned in verse eight. You would notice that he was meaning that he had lived. You would notice that he is not meaning that. He did not live in John's time or day. He is the eighth king. He is of the seven, meaning that he is one of the precious seven kings. Verse 12, And the ten horns which I saw are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour, with the beast, that's one hour, online an hour. But Antichrist there, 13 there, these have one mind, and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. Number 14, these shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords, King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen in favor. And he said unto me, The waters which I saw it which where the whole set it, or peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. Verse 16, and the uh, ten horns which I saw it upon the beast, they shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. False religions is destroyed, put right beside verse 16. Verse 17, for God has put in there, or to fulfill, put under his will, and to do agree to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the word of God shall be fulfilled. Verse 18, underline the old thing. And a woman at Rome, which thou saw is that great city which reigned over the kings of the earth. False religion. Verse 16, underline desolate. Make her desolate and destroy her. So verse 12, these ten horns on the beast represent ten kingdoms. These kingdoms are composing the revived Roman Empire. The ten horns signify power. In one hour, the ten kingdom federations set up. There will be ten kingdoms and the king, ten kings. These ten kings will be no more than puppets completely controlled by the beast. We see much of this going on in the world today, in Russia and China, 
in a place where communism is in power. Dictatorship, what we call it. Verse 13, you will notice these kings have one mind, meaning they are united under the beast who is the man of sin, who is that last world dictator. Verse 14, these kings will make war with the Lamb. Lamb being Jesus. The Lamb will win the war because he is the King of Kings. Thank God we're on the winning side. You will notice that some will with him that is with the Lamb. Those are the believers. Verse 15, the nations and peoples, even outside of the Roman world, will be ensnared, captivated, and alluring by the harlot. She leads millions into everlasting ruin and destruction. I believe you will agree that Rome is, is courting the world today. Protestants are no longer called heretics, but have erred from the faith. But brethren who have erred from the faith. Verse 16, here is the destruction of false religion. The Antichrist and the Ten Kings turn from the mother of harlots, hate her and destroy her. First, the harlot will be hated. This refers to kings and great men and to the people who loved her and worshipped at her feet. Second, the harlot will be made desolate her wealth and everything physically that she possesses will be utterly destroyed and wanted, wasted. Third, the harlot will be made naked. She will be stripped of her purple royal robes, appear before the many waters as the abandoned woman that she is forth. Her enemies will eat her flesh, the abundance of her wealth, her riches, all that she had glory in, all will be the vowed filth. The harlot will be burnt with fire. This is social and political ruin. Verse 17, the Antichrist will run his course only until God's words will be fulfilled. For God has put in there the ten kings beast to fulfill his God's will and to agree to get together with the devil and give their kingdom, this ten kings, federal king, kingdom, unto the beast of devil instead of to Rome until the word of God shall be fulfilled. 18 clearly points out the city where all these horrible things will originate Rome, the city from which they will spread to the ends of the earth. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogue, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.